Hey guys, welcome to the Limitation is a Mirage podcast. Today I have a special, awesome, superhuman guest in Tran Mirzer. I've been practicing his name and I'm not sure I got it right. Perfectly. That's, Normally that, I just call you Tran. Close enough. Close, close enough. enough. <laughs> I did it the Northern Irish way. Uh, so we met um, at a talk I was doing in Oma it's six on, years or eight. Boxing day. On Boxing day. On boxing. I, the 20th. I, I always do a talk on the 20th. That was my gift to Uma. Um, and then we just got to know each other and we had a lot of the same philosophies and ideas on hypnotherapy and uh, street hypnosis, which we will get into because that's really where we, we ended up. I, you invited me up to Belfast and we got to hypnotize people on the street. Um, but just for people that don't know you, which... Like they must be living under a rock. Uh, give a wee brief intro as to who you are, and if you want to get your name correct so that people know what <laughs> that's fine. Too. Well, again, this, this is why I, I go by the trading name of Feel Good Hypnosis rather than Taran Mirza because nobody can pronounce it. If I, if my website was Taran Mirza Hypnotherapist or something, that, that, that they would never type it in. I think that'll so be too clinical for you as well. What's that? I think it'll be too clinical for you as well. It wouldn't that's have it. your personality in it. No, I, I I like to be casual. In fact, when I uh, there's my my phone going off there. Let me turn. <laughs> that's how casual you are. Phones, everything. That, that's how, that, that's how casual I am. I think from now on I'm going to be like a school teacher, and when people's phones go off on the podcast, I'm going to get them to answer it. <laughs> See what happens. Well, <laughs> this, you know, I'll keep this in the podcast. But what what I did, which annoys my wife, is I, I recorded a Facebook uh, audio clip and a LinkedIn audio clip <laughs> so it says my voice saying facebook rather than just varying tones of audio uh that you can remember is, is that a, is that a message or is that a facebook post <laughs> so uh, i end up hearing myself half the time saying facebook um, but anyway back on track me tran is a feel-good hypnosis uh i'm a hypnotist and clinical hypnotherapist i i, I prefer the name hypnotist because uh as i said to many people hypnotist or hypnotherapist the word therapy spooks people out enough without putting the word hypnosis in there as well yeah. uh, and if you google the word therapy uh, it says to overcome a disorder and i don't think people have disorders people come to me with anxieties fears phobias depressions they're not disordered they've just got one way of thinking and we've got to change that way of thinking mm -hmm. uh, and that's from again i think you might know him james tripp was one yeah. of my first trainers teachers and uh, he prefers the sort of hypnotic change work uh, title. And I like that idea. It sets me out, again, not competing with any other hypnotherapist per se, but the coin the phrase, it sets me out from the competition by being a hypnotic change worker rather than a, a hypnotherapist. Uh, and I just, I just like it. Uh, I think saying, sorry to interrupt you, but the, the hypnotic change worker breaks down the walls and barriers off a therapist because like I know from experience working with people, they f almost feel like they ha have to have something wrong with them to go to a therapist. You go to a therapist, fuck, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> so if you said to someone, the same person, oh, I go to a change worker, they'd be like, fuck, what's that? What does that do? That's oh, it changes my, oh, that sounds amazing. It's the same idea, but just different whenever you think about it um, mentally. So um, it's, it's all part of the marketing really in a way. But but yeah. I, I I just I just live by that idea that I just change minds and help people change their minds. I don't change their minds, but guide them uh, to tap into their own conscious minds. And again, as you say, it's not just about having something wrong. Sometimes it's just uh, I will work with business people or sports people just to improve their game and improve their mindset to just help them get control of all that chatter when they're about to uh, tee off a ball and they're thinking about that argument they had with their wife or the boss is looking yeah. at report done tomorrow and they're not focusing on what they want to do so it's not that per se there's anything disordered as the the uh, the word therapies definition would say to overcome a disorder so it's just to change the way you think one of the things that, that um i really liked about what you did was was the the fact that you do this street stuff a lot of i remember when i first started out and i started as a street um hypnotist first and then and then moved into more clinical just because people kept asking me questions can you help me with smoking can you help me with this and i'm like i'll give it a go and then realized i probably shouldn't just be giving this a go i should probably learn um but i remember going to a meetup and saying to them and 
telling them that I use the street stuff as metaphor and some of them were disgusted that I how like I would sully the 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 therapy room by sticking someone's foot to the floor or sticking someone's hand. So I really enjoyed that you do that as well. Is there any reason why apart from how much fun it is? <laughs> any reason it's, that's it's, in your repertoire? It, because it's the reason why I started or um Again, uh, I know I'm talking to a, a highly professional magician here, but I used to do what I would call dad magic just with my four children when they were younger. I would go, oh, there's a little coin from behind your ear, that sort of stuff. That would have been great if you had had that set up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had, you know, the, the best I can offer is, oh, there's a little memory stick from behind your ear there. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, uh I saw I saw a, a magic trick, you know, Darren Brown doing something on TV, and I thought, oh, I'm going to learn that bit of magic. Found out it was hypnosis and not magic, and just got sucked into this mm -hmm. uh, wonderful profession. Uh, and I, I was just a hobby. I wasn't intending to to be a full time hypnotherapist or hip, uh, change worker as I am now. Um, I just wanted to do it for fun and and to to play some fun things with the kids. And the next thing, um, I taught my son. And the two of us went out in the, in the streets of Belfast because I always say this, you know, if you're learning to juggle, you know, when, when you're in a room alone and there's a, a football there, you'll, you'll, you'll grab two oranges and an apple yeah. and, and just practice and drop them a few times and just set the, set the bruised apple <laughs> back into the football. Hope nobody notices. Whereas with hypnosis, you need people. You can't practice this, you know, looking in the mirror and trying to hypnotize yourself um, as much as self-hypnosis is, is a powerful tool, when you're learning how to do this, you, you need re real people to practice on. So going out in the streets of Belfast and just stopping people and saying, hey, would you like some entertainment? With their permission, of course, hypnotizing them. Yeah. Got me hundreds and hundreds of people under my belt and understanding the, that, that no two people are the same. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, similar to yourself, you know, and I used to, you know, have, uh, as I do here, you know, hypnotist written on my back. People will come up to me and say, oh, can, can that stuff help me stop smoking? Can that stuff help me sleep better? And insomnia and stop smoking were the first two things I did. And at the time, similar to yourself, I was just sticking people's feet to the floor, making them forget their name. <laughs> Fun entertainment stuff. But, yeah. but what I was realizing was, people were getting the insights into how powerful their mind was. If you can forget your name, you can forget an anxiety. Yeah. And, and, and people come in to me, you know, saying, I've had this anxiety all my life. Uh, and, and then I point out, well, did you have it when you were like three months old? Well, I can't remember that. So maybe you didn't. And the mm -hmm. minute you put that little, you know, crack in the wall that, that, that expands and they realize, well, maybe all my life, except for the first three, six months, maybe two years. And then they realize, well, it's not all my life. Now mm. we can start to change it. And, you know, so the power of street hypnosis and, and understanding that just something simple like that there gets people in touch with themselves, that they, they learn something about themselves, even in, from an entertainment point of view. So it was, a, it was a natural progression that, that I was, right, I'll help you. I'll see what I can do. Similar to yourself, that I, I wasn't formally trained on the, on the therapeutics, I would say, hit that word, but you know what I mean? They yeah. stopped smoking and weight loss and all the rest of it. I've went back and, and studied a lot of that now to make sure I'm, I'm master at my art. But uh, that's where it all started, was, was, was doing fun stuff. Now, uh, because I now mentor other, other hypnotherapists, um, they're saying, I mean, last night, I was on a call last night uh, on a seminar last night, and I'm going over actually in May over to Manchester. And one of the hypnotherapists says, You're, I've never done this, but I want to do street hypnosis with you. And I'm going to be going on the streets of, of Manchester. Uh, I'll tell everyone I know to look out street. You won't be hard to find. He'll be running around. There'll be people with their hands stuck in there. He'll be wearing bright green top. Yeah, you, you can't miss him. That's it. I remember my first ever stop smoking. I was gigging, end of the gig, I was packing stuff up and, I, and I, a woman asked me, can I help her stop smoking? And I had never thought of therapy at this point. I just thought, I thought I would just do something funny for the crack. And what I did was make it so that she couldn't pick the cigarette up off the table. And then I said, did I? now you're a non-smoker. And then laughed because I thought it was hilarious. And then I said, oh, no, it's fine. You can lift it. And she lifted it and she was like, 
and she put it back in the box and then a, wh a while later maybe three or four weeks or whatever later she contacted me and was like i still don't smoke i was like Fuck, there's something in this yeah i think i think like the way you said it's perfect that if you can forget your name like people with anxieties and, and phobias and stuff that like you said they believe i've had this my whole life this is how i've been and it's the one thing that they have a hundred percent faith in that this is them and this is not going away and just you crack that by going even when you were three months like i used to always use the one so you're standing in the shower you're freaking out about social social no obviously not then you're like so it's not all the time is it i will not then and i'm like and, and whenever you wake up in the morning straight away first thing you think well not straight away i check my foot and you're like oh, so it's not all the time that's i'm just breaking that we like at 100 faith and this is who i am this is the way i'm going to be and this is it um is just madness that's it that's it it's all about changing the beliefs you know and again it's not about uh and this is one thing to stress if people aren't familiar with hypnosis it's not about me controlling the client it's about me guiding them to control themselves you yeah. know it's not about probing minds like you see in the, in the movies think you know lot to lot to uh, strangle the, the hollywood for for <laughs> all the portrayals of hypnosis and then people floating and all the rest but you don't float when you're in hypnosis feel um, like you're floating though it's an internal float <laughs> and, and 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 i always say that i mean especially when you see you know the fact that i can hypnotize people standing up outside belfast city hall with buses going past with uh, yes. you know the street machine cleaners going past um you know it's not about it's an internal relaxation to some extent, but it's not about relaxation, quiet and peacefulness. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people think, Oh, you really need to have this peacefulness and you have to have this spooky voice to, to, to be able to hypnotize people. It, it you know, people hypnotize themselves all the time, put it that way, yeah. you know, so it happens all the time. I remember having a client and I stuck her feet to the floor. I stuck her feet to the floor because she she was a runner and she was having a mental block about her feet feeling heavy and all and then hit the wall so i stuck her feet to the floor <clears throat> and then said to her once you make the change in your mind once you realize that you have control over your feet you'll be able to get up yep. and then i went and made a cup of tea well just left the room had a went and made a cup of tea came back in set her tea on the table she still hadn't her feet off and i left the room again and eventually she was able to move and came back and when she described it after she was saying i've been to hypnotherapy before and i remember the last time it was so relaxing i sat down in a chair and he put on lovely music and he wrapped me up in a blanket and it was like i was asleep and i was like was it like you were asleep or were you actually asleep and you don't like because it obviously didn't work because she was coming back yeah um, and then she was saying and then you had my feet stuck to the floor and then she was saying if you had released my feet like you see on like the tv shows and stuff when people do it i would have believed you had like psychic powers or mental powers but the fact that you just had it off then you were like it's down to you now you i've done what i can do you do what you do that's it like, that's now i believe and when she told the story to her sisters and and other people instead of saying i was really relaxed and i lay down in a blanket and everyone's thinking well if you give me a blanket i'm gonna be relaxed she was saying my feet were stuck to the floor i could not move it until something and she's telling the story something in my head changed for me and Perfect. then i moved and then she doesn't hit the wall anymore and um, she might hit the wall she runs a bit harder maybe she might yeah <laughs> actually like a physical wall as well as a mental one but um i just love that idea of of you're trying to leave people with the understanding they are in control they have and just giving them that little pinch of control can just make all the difference um whenever you do street stuff have you got a favorite routine uh, no because because um have i got a favorite that's a that's a that's a good curveball sort of question i don't know <laughs> I, you know i just i just enjoy giving people that experience uh people will you know as i say f f learn their own lessons mm -hmm. from from anything like i say if you make someone forget their name if you stick their feet to the floor um and i always like to give what they call a hypnotic gift at the end as a thank yeah. you i mean 
I do uh, many paid gigs, but a lot of the time, especially in the early days, I just went out and did some street hypnosis for free to gain and build my own experience. Yeah. Uh, and again, always giving a little hypnotic gift to say, when you wake up, you'll feel full of life, full of energy, like about a 12 hour sleep. It could be as simple as saying that there and people will wake up just feeling more invigorated than they did when they, they bumped into me. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, almost those little bits at the end that, that people don't really pay attention to because the, they're, the, the hear me sort of bring them out of hypnosis now and they're not right. Well, the show's over, but for yeah. me, it's the, the, the choice little um, empowering things or if I've got to be, you know, working with uh, children again, if I'm working with children, I always make sure I get parental permission, but you know, and, and when you wake up, you'll feel, feel that urge to just clean your entire your room a bit more <laughs> and, and, and be better at your homework and all the rest of it. And those are hard to get, the parents' permission. I imagine when you say, "I know," the end, they're <laughs> going to have them to clean the room. They're like, That's "Here, it. I'll bring the whole lot with me." Uh, I love that you said there. Um, you love to give the hypnotic gift, and it's something that a lot of people don't pay attention to. And I noticed it whenever I first came in, probably because I was coming from a coaching background. Anyway, when I first came in, it was something I always did. I thought, well, if I can make them forget their name or how to count to ten, I can add things in here, and it's such a an amazing opportunity to just say, like you said, you'll feel like you feel rested. You'll feel any anxieties drift away. You'll feel empowered to go in and stand up for yourself or whatever popped into my head at the time or from the conversation that I had with them. And I remember working with a few guys and saying to them, do you not think it's a wild waste when you just say, and you're back in the room. See you later. Thanks very much. Good luck. Yeah. They're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you have the opportunity to leave them with something like amazing. And I remember as a, like a, whenever I was performing, I used to do the whole thing with them and then empower my business card and give it to them. And I'll be like, that'll be a reminder. Every time you look at that, you'll remember me in this situation, how you feel and all again, just super powerful marketing. That's it. That's Whereas it. other guys would go here before you go, here's my business card in case, in case you want to come back. And I'm like, you have opened up their mind to, like new possibilities why not just throw a couple of good ones in there as well um have you ever done any conversational hypnosis because that just sort of led me i'm yeah, just going well, over I'm, my mind I'm, I'm gonna remind me about the conversation because i just want to put another anecdote in there which is a lovely one um you know i was doing a, a health and well-being fair at the the uh valley uh it's not valley lesson for the down, down in lisburn um lagan valley lagan valley center and uh, I was doing a, like a half hour talk. And, and during that talk, I just don't present, but I get people down to the, sta- to the front of the stage. I hypnotize them and I will do something like I'll stick, you know, stick their bum to the chair so they can't stand up. And again, I'll turn around to that person and say, look, there's no glue. Stand up. But they can't stand up because they're in that hypnotic state. And they've accepted, they have accepted that suggestion that they can't stand up. And then I use that as a metaphor, as you said, to the audience to say, look, you know, how many things have stuck in your head, a certain belief, a certain way. At the end of that show, all I do, and I say, all I do, like it's it's nothing, but, you know, I give that last hypnotic gift of, you know, when you wake up, your unconscious mind will find something you want to change and change it. Brilliant. Uh, And brought them out of hypnosis. I went back to the stand where I was handing out leaflets, talking at that, the, the main fair. And the lady that had hypnotized came up to me and she's actually on uh, YouTube. And, and I kept in the, the very start of the recording because I was recording at the stand. So when she first comes to me, she, her back's to the camera. And I say, can you turn around and say that again to the camera? Because she came up to me and she says, look, I got out of the house today because I had terrible migraines. Nothing was shifting it. I, I, I couldn't stand it. She says, you know, and I just happened to see this event was on. I came to the audience and something told me to come up and, and, you know, I volunteered. She says, but since I woke up, my migraines have been gone and, you know, tablets, nothing was working anything all day today. She says, and it's gone. I feel great. And that's on, that's on, like I say, the YouTube channel. Uh, So a great situation where just a, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that a one-liner will fix everybody in life and that's why there's there's a yeah. there's a better way of doing you know hypnotic change work uh, and a process to it but it can be as simple as just that that one word and, and in most cases when i work with people for an hour or two hours 
I'm looking for that one millisecond where the change yeah. really happens, you know? So we're, 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 we're firing a lot of darts at the board. I mean, the best darts player in the world I was watching a bit of snooker last night. They don't always hit the, <laughs> you know, hit the, the metaphor you ended you with. Know. The best darts player in the world. I was watching a bit of snooker. <laughs> I know. I was just chop, chopping between metaphors. I was just, <laughs> I, was talking, I went with the metaphor of the darts player and then I thought, <laughs> I was watching snooker last night, actually. And, and, and a good, you know, good players, but they, they managed to, 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 to miss the ball every now and then. But you do enough things and overall, you know, yeah. You find that one millisecond in life. Um, it was one of those things I, I used to ch- chat to people about is if you have something that you're really nervous about and don't don't want to tell me what it is that is holding you back, as long as you know what it is, we can still work with it. Like there'll be people I would have met when I did talks and at stands and all they'd say stuff like, I'd love to go to that, but I'm never telling anybody what my fear is and you're yeah. able to go, well, it doesn't matter. And like you said, sometimes they'll come back and they've, They'll say to you, you know, I had frozen shoulder there and the pain was unreal and now it's about a three. How did you do that? And you're like, I don't I don't even know you had a sh- frozen shoulder. What are you talking about? You did that yourself by chilling out a little bit. And 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 this is this is the this is the other thing that that people will come to you and say, you know, I have this terrible anxiety because of something that happened moving on a 16. And it turns out that you know it it was probably wasn't that. Yeah. People, when they come to me, have one idea is this is what the solution is, and it's often something totally different. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the beauty of hypnosis is that it's not psychoanalysis where we're talking for ages about the problem and about your past and about how you grew up with your mother and what your relationship was with your siblings and, and this, that, and the other. We don't talk about it. We go very abstract, and it's about you connecting with yourself yeah uh which allows and 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 again I, I know a lot of people you know get a lot of uh support and relief from from counseling and psychotherapy and all the rest of it but for me unless you know i recount every minute of every day to my therapist since i was zero through to one year old two year old three year old that therapist can't comment you know and, and give any yeah. solutions Whereas you know what happened to yourself. So if I can just get you to connect with yourself, yeah, you'll sort yourself out and it'll be a lot faster, you know? Plus it's more empowering because like, like I would have always said to my clients, I don't want you coming here every week. I don't fucking want to see you every week. I want you to learn the techniques to learn about yourself, to engage with yourself and then to not even need to, unless you just want to visit me for a cup of tea, like not need to come here. I don't, I don't, I don't need you to need me. That's just not what it's about. That's it. And, and then, like I said, you're, you're working with stuff. Like I have loads of clients that I don't know what I did. I don't know what we were aiming for. I don't know what they wanted the outcome to be, but they tell me they got the outcome that they wanted. And I see their life change. That's the power of Facebook and stuff. It's the one thing I like about Facebook is you can notice shifts in people's patterns like i mean there's people i know to reach out to when i notice a shift in their pattern yeah. on their facebook and you can go hey are you still doing your meditating actually uh, no i missed a couple of days and I'm like maybe you should just have we meditate then yeah how did yeah. you know that and like oh, i don't know just reaching out to you now you've let the cat out of the bag or whatever but you know for i would say that to to the, the girls that i work with and stuff keep an eye on your friends around you and what they're posting whenever don't just scroll aimlessly pay attention yeah. a wee bit and then you'll go, well, here, Betty keeps posting random fucking quotes about how everybody's out to get you. Maybe I should reach out to Betty and be like, Betty, what's the crack? That's it. Um, That's it. Conversational hypnosis. I, Indeed. I wanted to ask you about it because it I, I, I popped up in my head twice, so that right now I may say it. Because remember whenever I first started doing um, hypnosis and, and became a qualified hypnotherapist, I remember when my mom, she used to enjoy telling her friends. So they'd look me in the eye and they'd be talking like, what are you doing now? And then my mom would go, he's doing hypnotherapy. <laughs> are you? I? And they would not make eye contact. And I started to do stuff. I started to get into conversational hypnosis because of airplanes. I like to chill out in an airplane. I, I do my wee meditation. I close my eyes, I back and I open my, I don't sleep. I don't sleep when I'm not in a bed but i switch off 
and then we land and I'm there. So whenever I remember the first time I did it, there was a guy who was just freaking out and he was reading the paper and rubbing his hands and sweating and rubbing his face. And he was black from the, the Metro. Uh, and I just said to him, oh, you don't like flying, do you? And he was like, oh, how did you work that out? I was like, just, just what I do. Sixth sense. <laughs> I, and I, I distracted him long enough because he told me it's the the takeoff that really freaks him out. And we talked and I did some waking hypnosis or whatever you want to call it. And the next thing I was able to say to him, I was like, we're in the air, you know, now we're here. And he just locked around. He was like, fuck. And that was it. And it wasn't because I'm a really super nice guy. It was because I wanted peace. And then I, when I sat with my eyes closed and I was driving home then, I thought, that was really easy. And that really helped that guy. And he's now got a different memory and experience of um, flying. So what, what is your take on conversational? Because I know the lay person will think like it's manipulation and you're able to get into the mind and control them and make them walk the plank or like I mean, ultimately, ultimately, uh, and, and Dave Elman wrote it in his book, uh, if anybody knows anything about hypnosis, if you don't know anything about hypnosis, uh, find out about Dave Elman. Dave Elman and Milton Erickson are probably the what they would call, and it's very sexist here, but they were fellas, so I can say the two fathers of uh, of hypnosis that have really brought it to the fore back in the sort of 40s and 50s. And uh, he said, anything, you know, you should be able to do anything in trance that you can do out of trance or yeah. do anything to do out of trance that you can do in trance. So, you know, when you really understand how hypnosis works, it's all conversational. And yeah. you don't need a formal induction uh, into hypnosis. Um, and I use, I use conversational hypnosis from, from the minute someone comes in the door, hypnosis is, is, is happening. Yeah. Uh, just often they won't know what's happening, but they've paid for it. So they've paid for hypnosis. So if they, yeah. whether they know it or not, they're getting it. Um, I, I've even, I've even hypnotized people via text over, over yeah. Facebook messenger. Yeah. Um, because if you can just ask someone a question and they read that and follow that and respond to that, then, then they can go into that hypnotic state. Uh, and that's conversational in itself. So it's, it's part and parcel of my toolkit is just to use hypnosis in any form, whether it's beyond formal hypnotic induction or just in the waking state, you're, you're, you're talking to them. I, again, I, people laugh when I say this. I said, but hypnosis is not about the magnetic fields that come out of my hands or the beams that come out of my eyes, you know, sure which, which a lot of people I've been still... around you. <laughs> Get that animal magnetism just as you pass you. I've, I've been there. <laughs> I think I think, I think at my age, you've got more animal magnetism than you've seen anymore. Um, Give me a pole. It is about language. Yeah, and everything's hypnosis. When when you know we see people talk, when someone talks to us and says, "Oh, I don't think I like uh, Brussels sprouts," you know, children are listening to that. That's hypnotic in itself because they'll go, "Oh, mom doesn't like Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts not, must be good," and they grow up thinking Brussels sprouts aren't nice. You yeah. know, when when as you know, you probably teach all the, the, all the goodness and the irons and all the rest of it inside, inside Brussels sprouts, and they're lovely. Um, to be fair, I but, wouldn't eat uh, them. Well, you're not. Oh, the smell nice. just puts me yeah. off them. But anyway, let's get off the topic. Uh, but everything. I mean, a, a lovely example, for instance, a lovely example. I was working with an eleven-year-old for fear of uh, roller coasters, and this was about three or four years ago, pre-pandemic and all the rest of it. Just as uh, planet fun or you know, whatever you fun call it. Land. Funland, as I uh, just just changed a couple of names, um, and there there was coming to Belfast, and, and the family as a whole used to go to Alton Towers and all the rest of it, and he enjoyed the experience, but didn't like getting on the big rides, but wanted to get on the big rides with everyone else. Yeah, uh, and it was a home visit, so I went down to the house, and, and uh, again, especially working with children, I always record the sessions, and I like mum to be in the room. I'm all or dad, parents, you know, either or both to be in the room because um, they have to see what's going on and, and understand uh, my processes and how I work with the child. But when I arrived, the mum, I was taking out the camera and uh, the, the, the young chap said, um, oh, I got a YouTube channel. And I said, oh, do you? And we started building a bit of rapport, chatting about YouTube. 
And uh, I says, right, well, the three of us, you know, sit down to do do the work. And mom says, well, you two can go into the dining room. I says, you're not coming with us. And she said, no. So I obliged that they discussed it and, and he was happy enough just to work with me. But the thing is, I work with him and uh, again, don't want to make this uh, uh, too strong a point because it doesn't always work quickly. Sometimes it needs a couple of sessions, but 24 minutes and we were done. And because yeah. mum hadn't witnessed the the, the, the yeah. change, I thought I'll chat to him a bit longer before I go out. You know, almost a bit of an anxiety right. in my heart to say, uh, uh, you know, I want to show my worth here. They paid and for an was, hour. I need to give them an hour. So so, so I said to the child, uh, there was a uh, um, the young chap, the, the, there was a tablet on the, on the coffee table. I says, show us some of your videos because he had pointed out that they're all unlisted. So only family members could see the videos. He wasn't making it public because he was a child. And... Uh, I said, show some of the videos. And he went, oh. I said, what's wrong? He says, well, I don't like the sound of my own voice. I went, great. I'm <laughs> working on that as well. Yeah. So we worked through for another 24 minutes or so, <laughs> topped out the hour, helping them feel more comfortable and watched a few videos. And the video was good content and, and, and good creativity in the, in the video editing process that, that he did. And I went out to mum. And uh, I says, well, she says, well, how's it going? I says, well, what, what do you think about going to Thunderland now? And, and he says, yeah, he was all excited. And she says, great. He went off to, to, to his bedroom. And I says, by the way, I worked on something else. And she went, what else was wrong with my child? You know, <laughs> yeah. And I says, well, actually, you know, he didn't like the sound of his own voice. She says, well, who does? And I says, right, so <laughs> you taught him that. Uh, her, hand, her hand physically goes up to her mouth. You know, I didn't, I didn't teach him that, you know? And I says, look, that, you know, you're a stronger hypnotist. The parents are stronger hypnotists than I could ever be because they're around their children more than, than I would in an individual session. I says, and, and you're bombarding them with your beliefs, your thoughts, your ideas. And he might have been sitting watching Tom and Jerry. It's probably old fat. There's probably so a, a cartoon more up to date these days. I'm showing my age, but uh, he's sitting watching cartoons, and you're talking to the husband, saying, "You know, nobody likes the sound of their own voice." And he knows at that level that I'm part of this big, you know, domain called nobody. You know, every or everyone, yeah. or whatever. He has that logic to put that together. Uh, and he's going to accept the idea that I shouldn't like the sound of my own voice because nobody does, and I'll be awed if I like my voice. Yeah. Uh, that level of processing sounds very abstract and very, you know, uh, grown up to do that sort of thing, but the children of all ages are, are, are processing language. And uh, I said, so you taught them that? And uh, I bumped into her a couple of weeks later. And she said, oh, I've been telling all the parents at the, at the you know, bus stop waiting for the kids to arrive that, oh, we're hypnotists. And so I'm passing on the education. But bottom line is hypnosis happens conversationally every moment of the day. Everything yeah. we say, like, oh, my goodness, you know, there's what a good idea Brexit is or, or what a good idea, you know, we build a wall, you know, America builds a wall between uh, Mexico and America, uh, the US. Yeah. You know, if you say that, around your children the children are going to go okay it's a good idea or vice versa i'm not saying whether brexit's good or bad or whether <laughs> trump's ideas uh are good or bad but you know talking yeah, around people we're influencing we're, we're educating we're they're, they're absorbing into the unconscious that's hypnosis and that's why i wanted to bring the conversation because again it's something people think you have to learn but it's it's happening everywhere all the time um i remember working with um two kids and then they sat down to, to watch tv whilst i was chatting to the parent and I was saying to the parent, like kids can hear everything. They're not listening, but they can't they, they can hear. And she she was saying to me, No, no, mine see when they get on that TV. And I was like, call their name. She called her name. They didn't react. Called her name, didn't react. She's like, see, and I was like, right. So they're used to that. Have you any chocolate? And she goes, Yeah. I go, Can I have some chocolate? And the two of them lit up. Can we have chocolate? I'm like, they heard that. They they're paying it, they're, they're hearing it's even if it's even if it's not attentive here and it's there and, and they're learning and they're they're seeing but that goes for everyone like at the minute i'm working mostly um with ladies with who want to lose weight and i know you've experienced this as well but you it's the same sort of thing they they've all tried the same diets why did you try keto diet oh my mate was doing it and it worked for her for how long that that it doesn't go that far it's just it worked yeah. So they, they just go there. So 
that's why I wanted to bring up the conversational because it's how you talk, not only how you talk to yourself, but how you talk to the people. And the more aware you are of it, and the more you talk more positively to people around you, the more you'll talk positively to yourself as well, because it just becomes your circle. Um, since I brought up the the weight loss thing, have you any, what would be your advice to people who want to lose weight, but think I'm just like, they say things like I'm fat for life. I've been fat for life. This is me. This is. Well, I'm going to say again, obviously I'm a hypnotist and, and, and my, my skill and expertise is helping people change their mindset, not give advice on how they should do it themselves. But the bottom line is it, it's, you know, what I do is help people. And if they can do it themselves, all well and good. It's the same with, you know, a lot of people, especially stop smoking, will see me as a hypnotist, especially if I've got the t-shirt on go, you know, I stopped myself. I didn't need a hypnotist. Fair enough. <laughs> And there's plenty of people, there's, you know, there's yeah. whatever, 7 billion people around the planet. There's plenty of people stop habits, lose weight, stop smoking, stop biting their nails all by themselves. So it's about just talking to yourselves. And it's not about, I hate this phrase, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Um, because it implies that I know I'm lying until I actually get there. Yeah. It's, 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 it goes deeper than that and saying, stop lying and be there now. Yeah. So it's not about faking it. Say you've made it now, and it's not a lie. You've made it in your own way yeah. and, and, and live that path. So it's just about telling yourself, just, you know, if you have that self-talk, turn it off, turn it down. And for a lot of times, that's what, you know, I will do within the uh, hypnosis is, is telling to dial it down. So mm -hmm. the volume, so that self-talk, it might be there, but you can't hear it. Yeah, I like the. I'm uh, fully with you on the fake it, do you make it? I would always say at least change it to believe it till it's real. And another saying that I would say with it is you, because it came up lots. I think I did a podcast on this recently where I would be saying about self-love and the more that you love yourself, the easier it is to make changes and, and to treat yourself better. And I get asked a lot, especially with women that have been overweight a while and have struggled to lose it how can you love yourself when you, when you've let yourself get to this point? And I'm like, you don't have to love the person that got there, but you can love the person now in this moment, it's decided to change. So you can love yourself for who you are now, whilst you make the changes to become who you want to be. Um, so just that little, like you're saying, the switch, I use the switch in the dial as well, because when you talk to people, that's why did you end up comforting something bad happens? So what was it like a wee switch? I just go, Oh, so having a good day. And then, that wee shitty thing happened. I just switched, and then as you're like, so let's just switch. Let's switch it the other way. See what happens. And, and, and what you said is, is exactly my findings as well. You know, people never come to me first. People always try that A, that B, that C. So they yeah. know, and and they've spent years reading about nutrition, reading about exercise, all the rest. Of it. So so they know that stuff. Yeah. It's just sticking to it and, and, and accepting it and going with it. And, and as you say, turning down those inner voices that saying, yeah, but this is never going to work because look at the size of me or whatever. Um, so it's about tapping into that inner thoughts, uh, changing those and telling having that voice that says you can do this and, and yeah. you're there, you're on that track. Uh, it's the same with, you know, uh, and this is not my anecdote, um, uh, one of the trainings from one of the trainers on stop smoking uh you know people will come and say oh the hypnosis is going great i stopped smoking and then my father died and and, and you know it was very traumatic and, and i started smoking again yeah and yeah. you know i've never actually used this line but it's a good line and I'm waiting for the opportunity at some <laughs> point to, to, to use it but um you know and, and th this hypnotist says well when you started smoking did, did it bring your father back to life again you know, did it solve the problem? Yeah. You know, and, and bottom line is that's enough to send that message back to the unconscious mind saying, well, you know, starting to smoke to, to relieve the stress of whatever the situation is. It may come across as crude and certain people probably wouldn't have it within their uh, makeup to, to, to say those things because it can come across cruel. But the bottom line is when you were stressed and because something happened you got a divorce and well when you started smoking did, did the wife come running back to you because you started smoking again yeah no. so it didn't solve the problem did it so yeah you, i you, often you, ask uh, people why they smoke even just when i when i used to 
work in the bars before I, I did any of this stuff. And, and whenever I was performing as a magician and stuff, I would ask, why do you smoke? What do you mean? I'm like, I'm not against smoking. I just want to know why you do it. I'm curious. And then they go, oh, just really stressed. I'm like, does it? Why are you stressed? You're out in the pub stressed. Why are you stressed? I oh, know I'm drinking now. Also, oh, to relieve stress and because you're drinking. So what does it add? Does it make drinking better? And they're like, no. It... And just them having to then think about, why do I? That's it. Why do I smoke? And then whenever people came to me for quit smoking, it was the first thing I would say to them. What do you smoke for? Stress, right? So you're many smoking, 20 a day. Well, you should have no stress then. No, I'm stressed to the fucking max. So what is this? What do you smoke for then? Uh, and then they have to now start to think, that actually doesn't make any sense um, and same with the comfort eating like i would always call comfort eating um self-sabotage eating and i think if we could universally change that yeah people would quite like it's just question it why did you comfort it makes me feel good for how long while i'm doing it they might feel like shit so if you thought about that before you as you went to comfort it you thought this is going to make me feel like this like and again i, I think i was saying this last night to the cares thursday nobody just comfort eats a bowl of apples so it's not like you don't have a choice you walk past exactly. the fruit bowl to get the shit exactly. bowl that doesn't make sense to the cupboard to the cupboard and you eat all of that so you do it's not that you're not choosing you are choosing it's just your choice is not great exactly. um you you have videos all over your youtube i'm just being wary of your time here um, so people can see you do lots of things and, and see one of my favorite videos. We've talked about this loads is the one on top of the Victoria Square. Um, I loved Fear it. Fear of Heights. Yeah. Fear of Heights one. Oh, it was great because um, I've been up Victoria Square and I remember looking myself and being like, even if you weren't afraid of heights, because the stairs are so spirally and stuff and everything's changing, you could see why you'd be a bit shaky up there. So the fact that you had a person up there that was afraid of heights about an hour ago that's it i i, I mean it, it's an easy one to do with people there i say it probably because they wouldn't buy me a ticket and i'm not buying them a ticket but if someone has a fear of flying i don't take them on an, on an airplane journey but if someone has a fear of heights it's a, it's a popular one for i would take them up to victoria square because it is a nice high place it's a it's a monopod whatever you call it monopedestal so it's a, yeah. it's a single column where the stairs go around so it naturally sways even though it's indoors i know it's sort of semi semi open area the, the victoria square but yeah um but it sways so as you say those that that don't have a phobia fear of heights but that was uh, rosemary um who couldn't even drive over the foil bridge um now being down this neck of the wood closer to the Belfast than, than Derry. Um, I hadn't been up to Derry in ages, but when I went up to the Foil Bridge, you, you, it's so wide, you can't see over the edge to have yeah. any sense of a drop. But, you know, that's how powerful her fear of heights was, that even though she's in the the confines of her car and relative and very common safety of her car, um, driving the, she couldn't drive over the Foil Bridge. And... Um, as I say, one session again for her, I, said, I need to be very careful of that because like I say, uh, a lot of people that give me video testimonials, um, all my work is private and confidential. And if you don't want to give me a testimonial written yeah. or, or otherwise, that that's part and parcel of the job because uh, it's very private. But people that give me video testimonials, most of them, I'll say, unfortunately, are all talking about how they got you know change within one session, um, which sounds like it's a great advert for me, but then some people come along expecting well if this didn't work in one session i'm not coming back and you go it's not how it works you know we are looking for that one second in life but it might take two or three sessions to find that one second but anyway back to rosemary you know one session and because it was a home visit i do home visits which is again i think slightly rare but based on my street hypnosis experience i know i can hypnotize whether there's dogs barking buses going yeah. past or whatever whereas a lot of people think why well, I, I need to rent a room and it has to have a nice lounger and nice to quiet I'll, I'll even you know if they come to me at my home i don't have an office you know i'll i'll, I'll hypnotize people standing up sometimes 
yeah. you know, or they don't lie, you lie down like you would see in some pictures or movies or whatever. It's just sitting in a chair. So I was doing a home visit and it was in Belfast. So I says, right, Rosemary, let's let's go down to Victoria Square. And she sort of goes, can I bring my husband? I says, I'm not kidding that when you bring whoever you want. And the, the crazy thing was just going into the car park into Victoria Square, already the husband was going, wow. And I went, what do you mean, wow? I haven't went up anywhere high yet. He says, you know, we wouldn't park in this car park because you need to get into the lift. And if the lift didn't stop, she would panic about going somewhere high. So, um, and she says that in the video, she says, if anybody could see me now overcoming two fears, getting in a lift and being up high. And I went, only charged her for one. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, you know those are the, those are you know you don't think of these things, but those are the side effects. It's not just about heights; it's about the fear of going, you know, getting in a lift and the lift doors not opening and you ending up somewhere high. Um, people panic about those things. And what's nice about that video, that was shot probably about four or five years ago. That's one of my first video testimonials. Is that she's uh, I bump into her regularly uh, at networking events and she still raves. Two others. Um, about how long that you know session has lasted. That's one hour of your life can potentially, you know, totally transform. I mean, she she had that for about fifteen years, and it was now at the point where she was noticing, as we talked about earlier, that she was influencing the children, and the children said, "No, no, we won't go there, mommy, because you you don't like lifts or, or uh, that that's up high." Uh, and she even told me it's not on the video, but she says, you know, she went to Portugal or whatever. Uh, and they upgraded her to um, like a, a suite uh, in the hotel. And she says, no, no, I'll, I'll take the ground floor standard room because she wouldn't go up high. Yeah. So, so all these things, you sort of think to yourself, fear of heights. Well, that, that's just a personal thing. It influences your life in so many ways, holiday locations, getting free upgrades, um, yeah. all sorts of things. You know, All of the, the fears and phobias and stuff ripple out. And even with, with the weight loss, I would, would always say to them like you think it's just you you're overweight and it just affects you but it's affecting your life as well like you probably don't go out as much as you would like because you're tired or you're sore you don't have anything to wear you don't want to be looked at and then people like feel bad that they invite you to things and, and you don't want to go to it and they feel like they're pressurizing you into go to their wedding or go to whatever it is or like I've worked with bridesmaids and they're like, I do not want to do this, but I've been friends with her since primary school. So, yeah. and you're like, it's not, it's not just the weight. It's everything that comes with it. The same with anxiety. Like you're saying about some things can get cleared in an hour and some take longer. Like I remember when I first worked with social anxiety and when we did the social anxiety, they felt great about it. They could talk about it, felt great. And then they go away to an event and they come back and be like, no, it didn't work. And then when we talk about it, you realize it's not that they had social anxiety at the event. They didn't know how to be social because they had avoided being social their whole life. So you just threw them into the deep end and we're like, work away there. So I realized sure. then you had to clear the anxiety of the social environment, but then also teach them how to be social people and interact with, with things. Um, you have a video of you working with some weight loss clients, haven't you as well? Yes, uh, there's there's some lovely. I mean, I've I've got about five hundred videos, come on, six hundred videos off uh, on YouTube. Uh, again, if you just search "feel good hypnosis," you'll find the channel. Um, uh, and one of the playlists within that, because there's a lot of street hypnosis stuff and and hypnotic tutorial. Tutor if you're interested in learning this stuff, do check out the channel. But there's a particular playlist called uh, Change Work where you see the more therapeutic side. And there's a couple worth sort of pointing out. One of them is um, of Patricia, who the video was just made there in January and released uh, last month of uh, Patricia, who lost three stone nine. Uh, and it gets over a six month period. You know, people, and it's important to stress, somebody commented when I posted the video uh, on Facebook, somebody said, yeah, well, hypnosis can't make you lose weight. No, it can't make you lose weight. It can change your mindset to help you lose weight yourself. Yeah. Hypnosis Six months could lose weight. Time frame, it like... would drop off in session. If that <laughs> makes sense. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I, and, and you, you, you try to hold back from the sarcasm, but, you know, it, this is not a miracle thing. This is not magic. People will wake up and go, wow, 
you know, I feel different. That's magical. And you go, no, don't say that word to your friends because yeah. um, it, it's not magic. It's something that happens within you to change your mindset to, to look differently. If you watch the video, she talks about, you know, straight after the session and she sort of giggles, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, a shopaholic as well. Um, she was from, uh, uh, I'm not too sure, Dungannon, I think, Dungannon, almost something that middle type. <laughs> Somewhere side. awesome, like where I live. Somewhere awesome. But she says, because I was down your way, I went up to Junction 1 to do a bit of shopping. And she says, I went in to get a drink and, and I just went straight to the water. Whereas before I would have drank, you know, Coca-Cola or whatever. Yeah. And, and she says, I just felt natural. This wasn't like I was doing something. Uh, so it's a lovely video to watch all the way through. It's, it's, it's a long enough video, about 23 minutes, but there's lots of things she says in there that other people will relate to. Even just... Um, you know, she says walking in to a restaurant and realizing they've got fixed seats and saying, will I be able to squeeze into the table here? Yeah. You know, or even bend down the entire shoelaces she used to have problems with and just that freedom now to do everyday tasks. It's not about now I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro or do something, you know, out of the ordinary. It's just living your life in a better way. Uh, another one I want to mention just because um, this big event coming up shortly uh, I worked just over a year ago with a lady who who loved to parachute back in 19, 1995. Uh, did I get the number out? 1991, was it? Uh, I need to do my maths here. She came to me 25 years later after one day she jumped out of the, the airplane and they not only did the parachute open, but the auxiliary parachute open and the two tangled together. And she fell 6,500 feet without any real air break at all and uh survived there i said as you, as you might guess <laughs> uh but had post-traumatic stress for 25 years she couldn't go anywhere near the site where she fell and she couldn't talk about it or write about it and and what's as much as everybody go wow that's dramatic to have a fall what's more wow to me is that she married the diving instructor who was there and witnessed her from above falling. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, were, they were boyfriend and girlfriend beforehand. And uh, he saw her fall. And uh, for 25 years, they didn't talk about it. As a couple, as a married couple, you know, living mm -hmm. really in 25 years of being together, they didn't talk about it. And he, he mentions that he's on the video as well, that, that video testimonial. Um, two days after coming to see me, she went down to the site where she fell for the first time, bought her 17 year old daughter and her daughter was hearing stories that she'd never heard before. Yeah. Uh, she then contacted me and says like, I, you know, I want to give you a video testimonial, but you have to come down to the site. <laughs> and we did. You have to jump out of a plane. <laughs> well, 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 an interesting sidebar was I thought my initial thought was, wouldn't it be great to get a drone and just to do <laughs> to, to re uh, capture on video the sense of a fall from 6,500 feet. Uh, and then I thought, oh, that, that's a bit rude. That's a bit, you know, <laughs> sarcastic. Then she she read, she suggested it. It's a pity <laughs> we couldn't get a drone to go up. Uh, and my son had a drone. So when, when we went down to, to do that, and I don't know if you know what's coming next, uh, I, I, it's my son's drone, not mine. I didn't realize they're capped at like 400 feet for aviation regulations or whatever yeah so you, so i i, I and, and i don't know 400 feet is a big it's big enough drop but um it's just not the same scale as falling <laughs> 6500 feet so we've got some footage on that video of the drone descending towards where she fell which used to be a, a, just a grassy hill but now is a, a a small crop of wood uh, uh, trees um but uh still it captures the essence of it and the reason i'm mentioning that now is because like i say she couldn't talk about it she couldn't write about it between me going down to that site with her she revisited the site several times since uh, and on the first of april so next month this is march already first uh, of april she's releasing her uh, her book Brilliant. So she's sat down she's put into writing what she couldn't put into writing for 25 years uh, and uh, on the first of april and it's not some April Fool's thing. First of April was the day she fell in, in uh, 25, which would be now 26, 27 years ago. Um, That's awesome. So 
check check out those videos to to really get a sense of how people's lives changed. And again, as we've been talking about, she mentioned we we didn't talk about the airplane journey. We didn't talk about falling. That's not what you talk about in hypnosis because yeah. I talk about things that will get her to connect and change the way she thinks about her trauma. So I don't she, need to relive it there and then in front of you. Like I, I've said that to loads of clients, I don't need to be in the car crash with you. Like what, what do we need to do that for? We just, and like, like you were saying about some people don't like blunt, as you know, I'm pretty blunt. Like I would, I've said to loads of clients, I don't give a fuck how you got to here. I just care how we get you to where you want to be. I don't care about all the stuff that went on there. Oh, but you need to like some, I would cut them off when they would say stuff like you need to know this for context. I'm like, are you a hypnotherapist? Nah. And how do you know what the fuck I need to know? I don't need to know that. I don't care. Let's do this. And at the end of the session, they'll say to me at the start, you know, I thought because people are too polite, they'll not leave. They're like, you were a bit rude. And I thought about leaving. And I was like, I know you won't because nobody does. (laughs) And then like, but see by the end, and and for me, it's a pattern interrupt. People are used to going and and telling their story and being listened to. And oh my goodness, that's oh god. And I really feel that. And you're like, imagine saying to someone that fell out of a plane, "Oh, I feel what that was like." <laughs> like, Good. no, you don't. Um, so, just I, I just love that you've such an array of different. Like you've worked with so many different people, and you don't like the one thing about hypnosis and stuff is it doesn't have to be niched. You don't have to be a specialist in gastric band or a specialist in anxiety. You don't have to. You can if you want, but it's not essential. And the fact that you did so much street work is probably why you know that, because you meet a 16 stone rugby player and you turn him into a fairy and you meet a nine stone girl and you turn her into a superhero. And you're like, everybody's mind's the same as if we can get in it and, and tweak it. And, and, and that's the, that's the thing coming back to the street hypnosis because people say well oh you know uh, and again you, you'll hear a lot of th- other hypnotherapists saying oh well, you know what i do is not like that street stuff the the bottom line is the hypnosis is the same the the inducing of the hypnotic state whether you're doing it on stage out in the street or in the therapy room is the same what's different is and and again we will sometimes utilize sticking people's feet to the floor as you did um but you know the, the difference is the suggestions instead of saying your feet are stuck to the floor uh or you can't remember your name the suggestion is you can't remember smoking or you can't remember you know enjoying chocolate or whatever mm-hmm. so the suggestions are different but the hypnosis is the same and and if you haven't done street hypnosis you're, you're missing out on that yeah sort of epiphany that it's all the same stuff just just the suggestions are different once you're in there i think same, whenever I used to work in restaurants, I used to think that all, all waiting staff should have to do a week in the kitchen and all kitchen staff should have to do a week on the floor so everyone knows what's going on. And I believe that all hypnotherapists should, should, should be part of the training. You have to go out and test this. Even if just the fact that if you can get someone to forget their name in a busy street with loads of people, when you are in a comfortable office where there's nothing distracting, yeah. Your confidence in what you're doing just shines through to the other person as well. It just makes it so much like it's so easy to stick someone's hand at a table when you're in their house. Yeah. Or like I've done it over Zoom repeatedly. They'll say, Oh, I don't think it would work for me. And I'm like, I don't think it will either. Let's just try this. And then you just do a hand stick and they're like, Lift your hand there. I can't lift my hand. I'm like, oh, we were wrong. It does work for you. <laughs> it yeah. does work. Um, I just think the confidence that it gives you, and again, in any form of therapy or or like i remember even being a youth leader and everything the more confident you are the, the more you can can attract um the right people to you and like even as a youth leader i always get on with all the the young people and they still will when they meet me now they'll chat to me and i haven't done it for about 13 years because i was approachable but i was approachable because i was so confident that they knew they could come to me with a problem and i wasn't gonna panic or, or back out i was gonna straight talk it and work there so i think everybody should and if you're listening to this and you haven't contact Chan. he'll take you out in the street for a feel good hypnosis street day indeed indeed love to do and this all opens up we'll have to get we can get a wee gang like the first day i did hypnosis we was with anthony jackman head hacking 
we practiced for about three hours then we went out for lunch and then we were out in temple bar hypnotizing like looking around the bar and there's people with their arms stuck up in the air yeah like that was it, op- it opens your eyes it opens your eyes i mean again and this is not a sales pitch because it's only really directed to other hypnotherapists but i have a dedicated in our program on how street hypnosis will help your therapeutic practice. Brilliant. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a packed eight hour sort of session. Be a seal really Everybody should do it. And well, that's it. it. That's it. it. Uh, and, I, and again, I do, I do a you know, for, for, I don't know what we call them, muggles. Um, <laughs> for, 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 for those not in the hypnosis industry are interested and keen on learning hypnosis, I do do a training as well. So check out the, the again feel good hypnosis just search for that you'll find the website i'll put links everywhere i think that's a good time to round up i'll definitely get you back because i could talk to you for hours um so everybody can find you via feel good hypnosis on all of the platforms yes if you if you just type feel good hypnosis into google it'll come up facebook you know the front page is usually facebook website tech twitter etc you'll you'll find the way and if you do find the website then there's links to all the social medias i'll put a link under all of this anyway when it's released um, Tran, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. It was a really enjoyable a conversation. Um, for everyone listening, uh, reach out to us. We're very open for questions. If you have any questions, um, reach out. And until next time, have a super awesome day, and I will speak to you again soon.